0: episode 302 the premeditation of evils the awaken your alpha podcast live limitless i'm adam lewis walker host of awaken your alpha the number one men's development podcast for inspirational stories and strategies to thrive as a man as a coach keynote speaker and bestselling author it has been my mission going on four years on the podcast to bring you the best the very best the struggles the action and to share the real journey with you Together we are stronger. Please subscribe to support the show through ayalpha.com and join the conversation in the Facebook group Awaken Your Alpha with ALW. Get involved and I'll see you in the inside. Get to the podcast. This week I've been back and forth with the publishers. One of the processes going through and really just having that final, just check through, minor little tweaks before it goes into the next stage and the, the editor really digs into it, making sure everything that I want to be in there is in there. One of the exercises that I put into the book, uh, which I think is huge, and I call it in the book, the premeditation of evils. The Stoic philosophers of ancient Greece approached fear and making decisions. They approached this issue by exploring that worst case scenario in detail. um, And they called it the premeditation of evil. It's it's interesting to think, well, I'm sure sure I've talked about fear before. And I did. Actually, episode 235, The Fear, um, was actually... July last year, recently started writing in the writing phase of the book. Research was done, obviously, to that point. Then the writing phase of the book started. And I talked about the fear. And it comes around, even in this book scenario, you know, what is the worst case scenario? And really digging into that and becoming aware of that. So let's just say no one reads it. Not one book is sold. I've potentially wasted... Uh, the worst case scenario, actually, wouldn't be that no one the book goes out and no one buys it. The worst case scenario, if we're being really honest about this, is that I go for all, the way, all the way through this process and then fear holds me back from actually putting this book out there. So imagine then truly all the time and effort would have been wasted because I haven't followed things through. I've talked about that before and the power of finishing things and resistance obviously gets higher towards the end to try and really screw you right the worst case scenario would be not putting this book out there. no one' reading it. But let's assume I follow through with this. No one reads it. I've wasted a lot of time, a lot of money, and then you look at what is permanent, what can be repaired, recovered? Obviously, I can't recoup time, money, you know, I can do other things. And anyone who tell you this if you're doing it, but you cannot pin anything in terms of making financial gain out of a book unless you are you know of a celebrity status of that sort of nature with a huge following, then you can start to, you know, estimate and project a certain amount of revenue. But for the first time writer of your first time book, it's very unlikely you're gonna make any sort of notable money off a book, directly off the book. Other things may follow. So worst case scenario for me, and this is what, you know, this is ultimately what helps me make the decision to just push for this and give me the inspiration to just push through, keep that consistently moving forwards. Worst case scenario, no one reads it. this is the kicker for me. My boys, the book is there, published for my boys. I've got it out of got it out of me. God forbid anything happens to me. The book is there for them to read when they're older, when they need it, you know, whatever. It's it's a resource for them. Um, and that is the worst case scenario. I put my message out into the world. It's there. It will live on long, long after me. It is done. It's complete, it's finished. So this is just the start of this process. That for me is definitely manageable. Um, Richard Branson calls it, you know, managing the downside, being acutely aware in detail of the worst-case scenario. I'm not going to talk too much about fear, what it's all about, and the issues, the origins of fear, because I've done that in episode 235. That was, you know, a short 10-minute episode about fear. This time, in this week, I just want to talk about an actual practical process tool. And tactic that i put in the book so i think it's important and you can kind of pair them together and it's just that filter to run it through if you're thinking about doing something or you feel like you're not going to do so, so you're not doing something because of fear and it's, it's really first you gotta have that awareness of what you're really afraid of if you could easily write it down brilliant it's more likely you need to spend a little bit of time identifying exactly what and why and so this very short episode is really about by being able to define your fear and breaking it down in detail, that goes a long way in being able to conquer it. The reason I'm talking about fear again, as it does hold most of us back from fully doing our thing, and at least that is for me, and it can be, can be a constant internal battle. If you believe you're truly fearless, seriously, at this point, you're probably not still listening, but don't. Skip on to next, the end of the week, we've got a great interview from another Alpha Mind, but at this point, for the rest of us, I think it's a valuable process. Tim Ferriss, he calls it fear-setting, Richard Branson calls it managing the downside. The Stoics called it premeditation of evils. Everyone has a, a tweak or a, they all follow the general, the general same theme. So anyway, what it comes down to is initially the premeditation of evils is about using negative visualization to position things as they are in a positive perspective. You know, for, if it all hit the fan, you know, it all went tits up, it all went pear-shaped, the questions of what would it actually be like and what would that feel like? will increase you know, your awareness and the gratitude of now, of your current situation. The more realist, realistic consequences of a deci- decision or something you're thinking about doing are, you know, are then highlighted, illuminated. So this is one of the examples of the sort of exercises that are in the book. It goes into a little bit more detail there, and there's also going to be a workbook. Really, to get the most out of these exercises, you do need like a journal or some space. So I'm going to have an accompanying workbook, especially for the launch as well. and That will be completely free if you get involved when the book is launched. And that I really, you know, I go nicely with this book. But again, not essential. And I want to make that clear because I know everyone learns and uses books in different ways and everyone's at different stages of their journey. So this negative visualization, like I say, it doesn't want to be confused with a common practice of always blindly focusing on the worst case scenarios without realistic assessment or thought. And it's vital to clarify the difference. You know, overly focused on what you don't want to happen as a lifestyle is a, is a mistake. Very rare that I put, you know, hard and fast rules but that is a mistake. But by premeditating worst case outcomes inside a process like I'm gonna talk about now, that can keep the you know, negative thoughts confined in perspective and then it can become a useful tool. And then it'll enable you to make bold decisions and move forwards with what, in whatever direction you choose. For a specific big thing that you're thinking about doing or have been unsure about for some time, hesitating ultimately, answer these four questions and make a decision. Premeditation of evil's quadrant, you can draw a nice simple line down the middle of your page and then cross that across halfway down the page so you make ultimately a cross in your page to separate your page into four different quadrants, especially for this. The more detailed you go into, the better, but just to give you a taste of this and you can obviously be very specific to specific decisions and break it down so you just do for one key thing you 're thinking about, do this little quadrant if it needs more. It's a huge, huge, huge decision, and it means more detail, you might take four pages, but for this, just split it into four sections on one page, and this is the four sections that you wanna talk about. Number one, top left, extreme negatives. Number two, top right, recovery. Number three, bottom left, potential positives. And number four, bottom right, doing nothing. Okay, so first question, extreme negatives. What is the very worst that could happen if you did, if you did this thing in detail, you know, what doubts and feelings come to mind? How permanent is it? You know, is there death involved? Because, you know, for some things, the worst case scenario, it's going to finish you off. Then also in that section, I like bullet points, just chuck it again. Just chuck loads of information down. It doesn't have to, you don't want it to be pretty. You want it to be useful and meaningful to you. Attach a percentage on how likely it is these things you think these things will happen, you know, for extreme example, put all this worst case scenario, hundred percent. So you're basically saying it is going to happen. Clearly you would, that would help you make your decision. You're not going to do it. If it's like, you know, 10, 20, 30% that this is what could happen. You're probably still going to do it because it's, it's, you know, it's unlikely and and it's just really analyzing, um, without blindly just thinking about these negative things and it confines it to that. So it's using it for a, you know, a positive to help you make a decision. Then top right, section two, recovery. So for what you've just described, and definitely you want to spend minutes on, definitely minutes on that. For what you've just described, how could you get things back under control if you had to, you know, to repair the damage? You know, so this comes back to how permanent it is as well. What would you need to do to get back or closer to normality as in before you made this this decision um, and it all went completely pear-shaped ultimately? So let's just say, what's the worst could happen? What could you do to then remedy this bad scenario, this worst case scenario? And I think generally, you know, if you're not dying, a lot of things in worst case scenarios, you can clarify the steps to get back to where you were, whether it's, you know, leaving a job, quitting a job, um, trying something. You could get back. The extreme negative, some people let them hold them back from doing anything they don't attach that important bit, you know, how likely is it that would happen? They just think, oh, this is the worst case scenario. It could happen. Yeah, technically it could happen, but how likely is that? So, you know, that's an important thing. Question number three, and so there's the bottom left of if you've split your page into four. Question number three, the potential positives. What are the more likely positive outcomes? Because obviously, the reason you're struggling with this decision, you're thinking of doing it is because of you want to achieve something. You want to change something. You want to you want to have these potential positive outcomes. And this is not just thinking about material things. What are the potential positive outcomes and likely positive outcomes, both internal and external? You know what it's like if you achieve something, or if you know you you set your mind to something, you take that that risk, that decision, and you go for it. You're scared about it, but you go for it and you achieve it. It's the internal stuff that's going to have the biggest impact. Let's just cut to the chase. Yes, you know it could be a very external goal that you achieve but the benefits internally and mentally of achieving that are huge so again using a percentage rating what would be the impact of these outcomes to you you know a huge impact you know 90% impact for you or you know whatever however you want to rate it you know so 100% would be like the biggest impact life changing if there's a good chance of these potential positives this positive outcome happening but it, you really re- realistically think you know having that new car well might have like a 10%, 20% impact in your life, then you, it will help you weigh things up. So it, the potential upsize, uh, what is the percentage chance you believe of even a slightly good outcome will come out of this? Because we're talking about you know, what are the potential positives, what the, you know, how impactful could that be? But on the, bring it down to, okay, let's not say you, know, you hit exactly what you're chasing or what the decision, what the ideal scenario, what is the percentage chance like if it's 60 70 80 percent chance that you believe in a slightly good outcome will come out of this i think that's another huge thing as well because then you're still moving forward and then finally this thing is, this section is usually a lot of times missed do nothing what is the price you'll pay internally and externally by continuing not to take action so this is all about calculating your cost of inaction not doing, not doing things because of fear of failure will magnify over the years. And this is about, you know, quantifying that. Whether this decision of no or lack of decision project you in 18 months and 18 years from now. You know, it has that snowball effect. Just as doing something has a consequence, doing nothing often has far greater consequences that are left unexplored. That's really the end of the exercise in the book. The reason it's powerful is because of a very measure, measured and logical approach that brings to light the cost of inaction. That doing nothing is really the riskiest thing to do and that worst case scenarios are unlikely and the majority can be repaired with bold action. So if I can leave you anything this week, figure out your fear, stand toe to toe of it, come back every day and keep developing your courage to act in spite of it. If you're struggling with a decision, and especially for the big decisions, take the time to sit down and put it through some kind of negative visualization process whether it's fear setting premeditation of evils a quadrant like i've just talked about do something and actually get it down and realistically it's never usually as bad as you think but hey it could be and the only way to find out is either you take the action or you look at it closely and you make a clear decision nice little quote from seneca again I'm loving my old ancient stoic philosophers at the moment we suffer more often in imagination than in reality so Don't be suffering this week. Have a great one, and I will speak to you later. Please do connect across all social media. I guarantee if you're listening to this and you think, I like the sound of this, I'm going to reach out, I will respond back to you 100%. I know that for a fact. just had it today. Someone just randomly tagged me and said, I love your podcast. Hey, I really appreciate that. (laughs) Okay, have a great week. Speak soon. The Awaken Your Alpha podcast. Live limitless. Thank you again for taking the time to listen to this episode. I really do appreciate it, and I know time is the most important asset we have. Please do subscribe and leave a short review. Head over to ayalpha.com to get any goodies that are going on the website at the time, and awaken your alpha with ALW, the Facebook group, and get on the inside, join the conversation, and please do support the show and recommend it to your friends. This is the number one men's development podcast for inspirational stories and strategies for us all to thrive.